Department of the Dead contains graphic and explicit content that may not be appropriate for some listeners. Opinions and views do not reflect that of the Department of Defense. Listener discretion is advised. Department of the Dead. My name's Amanda. I almost hit the leave session button again, and then at the last second, I was like, shit. It's so, they need to make that leave session a different color. That's all I have to say. Sorry. Who are you? Whomst? <laughs> I am Thoughty, Thoughtimus Prime. And Thoughty's fine. Thoughty's fine. What did you say? My, my thought. <laughs> My father, my father calls me Thotimus. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yes. I think that was it. <laughs> I don't know. Anywho, it's been a bit since we have recorded and that's just because life has been absolutely crazy. And I don't know. I've just been, since I've been out of the army, I've just been trying to get shit put together. But uh, I'm glad that we are like, hey, we are actually recording today. And we finally are. It's been a bit. I think, feel like you and I have time where like one of us is good to go. And then it's like, eh, but... I don't know. It always works out. Yeah. Uh, it's just things, life. And then by the end of the time or at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do anything. I had like a mental breakdown. Like, ah, uh, I know it was like once. And that was like the Wednesday that we were supposed to record. Yep. And then I put a hole in my uh, drywall on accident. Oh, that day? And you punched your head I... in the face? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So hold on. Uh, my boyfriend's parents were supposed to come into town. Their flight got canceled because the weather has been nuts out here. I don't know if you're getting snow, but we definitely are. But um, so I was like frantically trying to get stuff hung up and ready to go for when they got here. And I was trying to cover up some stuff in our little hallway. And I don't know, you know, the drywall uh, anchor things, those little plastic pieces. Yeah. And they fucking suck. I hate them. So one of them got stuck and I was like shit so I grabbed my pliers my little needle nose pliers that I love so much and I'm like trying to yank it out and it came loose it before I realized it came loose and it hit me in the eyebrow <laughs> and I started bleeding everywhere I can't see it right now cut. no it's it's really tiny now like yeah I'm definitely yeah, gonna not... have a scar there but yeah that that was me and this is one of my musings that came from that, uh, if you want to hear it. Yes, please. Yes, please. Okay, so as I'm, like, trying to frantically get the house put together and whatnot, I was thinking about, I can't remember, I think it was, like, I heard something about Nicole Byer and how I remember that she hosted Nailed It. And, like, you know what I want to see, like, on a TV show? You've seen Nailed It, right? Like, they take people who are not good cooks and they give them, like, all these, like, little, like, cooking challenges. And they're really bad at cooking to begin with. Really get bad at cooking, really bad at baking. So it's just these things end up like god awful, hilarious, like comparisons, like the, the side by side of what cake or whatever they're trying to recreate, right? Right. Okay. So nailed it, right? But I want it for home improvement projects. I want the guy or the gal who's like, I can fix anything. I'm so good at this. They really, really suck at it. And then, like, giving them, like, little challenges to, like, recreate or, I don't know, like, build a shed. And they're just really, really bad at this intricate thing they're trying to build. I think it'd be hilarious. Like, here, like here's the supplies. Mm -hmm. Build me a shed. Yeah. And they have to, like, incorporate, like, 
you know, different style elements like mid-century modern or oh, my fuck. absolute I okay, you know what? Hold on. This is us getting caught up and I don't really care that we haven't actually talked touched on what we're gonna be talking about today. But what I absolutely hate as far as like a home decoration choice is fucking modern farmhouse. I hate like think Chip and Joanna games. God damn it. I was gonna I fuck I was so close it. to I was like so Chip and Joanna Gaines like esque. Everything's yep. like white white modern. Oh but my it's god. Like, I, it's like farmwood. I fucking hate it. And the one you've thing been, that I, <laughs> I do You've like. been to Waco, right? Yes. Were, were they bi- yeah. Were they what? Were were Chip and Joanna big when you were in Texas? Yes. And I remember like it was one of my first uh first couple weeks I was here and I went with um one of one of my friends from my hometown ended up marrying like this guy and then they were both stationed in Texas. So yeah, I went up to Waco with them and I met Joanna Gaines's mom. Like I have a picture with <laughs> Joanna Gaines's mom. But <laughs> everything there, I was like, You cut out. Oh, can you hear me? Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Do you hear me? I don't hear you. Oh fuck. I can't hear you. Sick. Okay, well, after that uh technical difficulty, I think I was talking about uh modern farmhouse and how much I hate it. Yep, you were. As I'm like walking through the Mag- was it Magnolia Farms? God, even that name just is like, it just screams live, laugh, love. And then she's gonna say, "Oh, what? Just so very, so very white." Just that that god awful like cursive that's everywhere too. I hate it. I there there is a page on Facebook that I follow called the People Against Modern Farmhouse, and it is amazing. If you are not part of that group, go join that <laughs> Facebook group. Um, I think Modern Farmhouse shouldn't be a thing. I feel like it's like it's. It's just it's cut. so. Oh god, I feel like there's a lot of it in like the twenty, like twenty fifteen to twenty twenty. Like that was like peak modern farmhouse era. People want to farm without like doing the work, you know? Exactly. It's I I don't know. I I don't like it. I like finding things and seeing if it fits it with like me my in my house. Even though my house fights back and hits me in the face. Quite literally. <laughs> Basically, I just got punched by the drywall. <laughs> like a reverse kyle <laughs> when kyle fights back <laughs> just missing matt just missing mountain dew oh my god but yeah so that um <laughs> that's been uh my life is redoing things and rearranging and even though uh my boyfriend's parents are not coming we're just yeah we're we're, we're finally doing things that we meant to do a while ago that put off and now that i have all this time i'm just like doing all of it and right. i just don't sit down i'm like an energizer bunny no so this is what i was going to tell you i was when i was talking to you last night um or was it like i don't know it was recently i told you that i would tell you on the podcast so when we redid the dining area we had to put our coffee bar like in the back like over by the it the cat room where all the cats <laughs> stuff is i know yeah of course and next to the cat room Next to the, yeah, so it it was like really crowded, and so I was like one day I was like you know what maybe we should just keep this thing back here, but just rearrange stuff, and you know have it both be the coffee area and the cat room, and then I just stopped as I was like telling my boyfriend this I was like oh my god we will have a cat cafe like I will have a cat cafe in my house I'm building cat shelves and there's already and there's gonna be coffee like there's a cat cafe in my house. And I am so fucking happy. <laughs> is the end goal to have like people come over 
for coffee and bring their cats? Maybe. I don't know. Or is it just (laughs) for you? It's mostly for me. (laughs) Oh, it's a quiet day today. It's a slow day today. (laughs) Is the the open light on out front? I really want to do, like, the special of the day and, like, like, a chalkboard or a whiteboard or whatever, like, change it up with, like, you know, like, Bob's Burgers? Like the, the the puns for the burgers. Yeah. I want to do that, but for like the, the coffee bar. <laughs> it, this makes Tuna. me so happy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, no I, don't know. Even, I would say, how do I put this? Uh, that's not the most out there thing that I've been working on. I'm also, because I suck at gardening out front. I wanted to take out the flower bed entirely and fill it with rock. I was building elf houses. If you've ever sure. seen them. <laughs> You seen Eurovision? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like the elves have gone too far, <laughs> and like that was kind of the goal. <laughs> Building elf houses is a completely normal thing to do. Thank you so much. Same with the cat cough, uh, cat bar, canine bar, cat, <laughs> not canine. My boyfriend's like, this is like your house, and I'm just living in it. I'm like, that's not true, and he's like, is it though? <laughs> I think he loves it. I think he secretly loves it. Low key, probably like this is sick. Well, if you have like that garage, that can be your, the cat bar. You bring in your your cats, like a exactly. Well, no. So I had this idea, okay? Like, so with there's a doggy door that Daisy's too fat for that she can't use. That hey, house. Well, it's true. And then like her butt got stuck, and then she realized what was happening. I felt so bad, but. Anyway, She's so thick. It's it's for a winner though. We're all a little thick right now. Yeah, that's true. But so what I was like, oh well, they just cut a hole in the side of the house and put the doggy door with the tunnel to go outside. So if I did that for the cat, but going out to like a little catio with shelves and stuff, <laughs> don't look at me like that. Catio. I've actually been thinking. I've I've actually been thinking about getting a cat. Lately, rescue my cat. Good bears. I'm a way too much for a dog, even though obviously, like, I'm a huge dog guy. Mm-hmm. And for the record, I don't give a fuck about frogs, but I'm a big dog guy. Uh, but I don't have, like I'm away so much. But a cat, a cat, like you can have, and they can spend. Obviously, like leave them the resources they need, but like they'll be okay for a day without you. You know what I mean? Oh, no, like, the thing with the cats, we basically automated our entire house. There's an automatic doggy door, and Daisy's on her collar. It's like this little uh, Bluetooth thing that unlocks it, so she knows how to use her doggy door, so she can let herself in and out. She's got an automatic feeder. The cats have an automatic (laughs) feeder. The cats now have an automatic litter box, which is fucking amazing. I am so happy. Like, our house is entirely automated, so you absolutely could get a cat and get an Get an automatic litter box, get an automatic feeder, get a big, big thing of water, and boom, like, the cat will be good for a week. I mean, have somebody check on it, but, you know, still. Yeah. Like, <laughs> See you later, bud. <laughs> Bye, Snuffles. Bye, Snuffles. Like, this month, I'm besides holiday block leave, this month, I'm going to Arizona for work. That'll take me into New Year's, because I have to be away over New Year's for it. And then a few days later, I go to Arizona, uh, fucking... Louisiana being OCT, and then back to Colorado, which is a whole bunch of hoopla. Hoopla. <laughs> hoopla. Cats, dogs aside, hitting yourself in the face aside. You know what's really interesting? What is really interesting? Triangles. Ooh, 
I love triangles. I hate algebra. I love geometry and trigonometry because I can see shit, but I fucking love triangles. What about triangles? Do you like trigonometry in Bermuda by any chance? Never had the opportunity to do it, but if the case arose and the opportunity arose, I don't think I would turn it down. <laughs> well, do I have a pod? Do I have a podcast for you? Oh my god! <laughs> what a what a beautiful segue into what we're about to talk about. We are so good at this. So, if there's anybody out there that wants to sponsor us, we could totally write the best ads ever. We didn't plan it either. That was flawless. <laughs> Flawless. That was awesome. One like quick, quick minute. I'll be right back. I can now write down on my whiteboard. Uh, sorry, said just real Stop. quick. I can now write. I can write on my whiteboard the time marks that I need to edit to make editing go faster. Boom. There you go. Anyway, my roommate who never cooks decided to cook dinner tonight, and I had to uh, eat some tots real quick and then disappear. Okay. Here I am with our beautiful segue. Um, so <clears throat> thought what what all do you hold on to me. Wake skinny up. Okay, he's awake. What all do you know about the uh, Bermuda Triangle? Like, just... Uh, so, like, before, like, really, like, uh, reading about it, it's been, like, consistent that one spot that mysterious things happen to mainly, uh, like, ships and aircraft. Within, like, those three points in the Atlantic Ocean that, were, like, everyone, like, loses comms, disappears, sinks dies uh if they survive like something weird happened while they were coming in or out of it yeah there's like so initially have you seen that show um 1899 have no. you seen like previews for it i think it's on netflix is that that's watching. like new right yeah it's new so initially i thought that that took place like in the bermuda triangle <laughs> like they're on a ship and that's just what i thought i don't think if there's any good like bermuda triangle movies but i'll have to look that up there's there a movie that it's called the Bermuda Triangle in 1978. Ooh, I will write that down so I don't forget that. Uh, a family of marine photography enthusiasts face their worst nightmare when they end up trapped in the mysterious Bermuda Triangle. Got it. Okay, I got it written down so won't forget it and I can watch it tonight while I'm eating my white chili. So fucking excited. So, I've, okay, question so for good. you real quick before we continue with Bermuda Triangles. When you were in elementary school, did you guys ever have chili with cinnamon rolls on the side, like served on the side? No. Like chili and, or chicken noodle soup and cinnamon rolls or like chili and cinnamon rolls. Like that was the pairing for like the hot lunches that they get. Okay, so it is no. totally, it's no. totally a Midwest thing. It's a total Midwest thing. I just wasn't sure with like Philly, like if, because, you know, like it's... East Coast, but it's also, like, kind of Midwest. I wasn't sure if, like, you know, tradition would have carried nope. over. Can't, can't say the cinnamon rolls were a big side for us. Okay, so some listeners out there who are, like, from the, you know, the flyover states will know exactly what I'm talking about. Chili and cinnamon rolls. Comments, comment on the Instagram when we post and what is say that? Chi chili and cinnamon rolls to go together. <laughs> Why though? Like, why is that? I have no how, idea. What? Who's ever like just okay? Whatever. Okay, I think that like elementary school kids <sighs> are too young to really question like why these are things, and they just accepted it. I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. Thank you. Michelle Obama really <laughs> fucked everything up. I think Michelle Obama probably stopped the chili and cinnamon rolls from happening. You motherfuckers! Are, you fat fuckers are getting salads. Okay, well. Where was I she when I was in school? Now look at me. Okay, let's go. Okay. 
continuing. Love her arms. Love her arms. Um, so the Bermuda Triangle, where, so there has been a little bit of, um, I would say like discourse or anything like that, like disagreements, but, um, like a little bit of confusion as what points of the triangle are where. Um, so here on the Google Drive that I have pulled up, and I'll post a picture on the Instagram, but the three points for the Bermuda Triangle are one, Bermuda, two is San Juan, Puerto Rico, and three is Miami, Florida. So within that triangle, kind of extending out um, from Miami and uh, San Juan out to Bermuda, like out into the ocean. So that's that's a pretty high traffic area considering the rest of the ports that are on and the airports and what what have you are on the other side of that. You know, you have the Georgia, Carolina coastline, Florida, all that. So, right with the number, with the number, sheer number of traffic going over there, like it's kind of no duh, more things are going to go wrong in that area. But that with the the weird shit that's happened in there, like don't really have an explanation for it. But we'll get into more of that here in a bit. Um, so speaking of which, are the hypothetical explanations for what's happening there? Um, there's no, you know, there's no right or wrong as to what's actually happening, but because no one can actually prove it. But um, there are some paranormal explanations for what goes on in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, triangle writers have used a number of supernatural concepts. To explain the events, one explanation pins the blame on leftover technology from a mythical lost continent of Atlantis, which false Atlantis is on the other side of the globe. But moving on, <laughs> um, sometimes connected to the Atlantis story is a submerged rock formation known as the Bimini uh, as the Bimini Road off the island of Bimini in the Bahamas, which is in the triangle by some definition. Uh, followers of the purported psychic Edgar case uh take his prediction that evidence of atlantis would be found in 1968 as referencing the discovery of the bimini road believers describe the formation as a road wall or other structure but the bimini road is of a natural origin so they thought it was like this man-made structure like linking things underwater and then it was just like submerged and turns out it was a natural rock formation um there's also a couple other plausible theories uh one turning into aliens which i appreciated but i think yeah. you can appreciate that as well big, big um, alien guy so many bizarre theories have also been put forth as to why there's been so many disappearances one of them is alien abductions are to blame charles berlitz wrote of suggestions of interdimensional changeover through passageway equivalent to a hole in the sky in which aircraft can enter but they can't leave while others believe the disappearances are engineered by entities from outer, inner or outer space. So I guess like the mole people or aliens. The mole people of mole. outer space. Oh, that'd be... Mm. That's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good spinoff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, inner, outer space, or like maybe something deep within the ocean. Who knows? I uh, I think we've honestly, whenever, every time we talk, I'm pretty buzzed because... I don't know. No one's fun to listen to when they're sober, you know, but yeah. I, and like things I've seen and read, like there's definitely a presence of aliens or UFOs, UAPs, whatever they're called now in, in the ocean. So mm -hmm. I don't, if, if they're in outer space, I don't know why it would be like, fuck, like think it's silly to believe it couldn't go underwater here. Yeah. Or um, like, but like of all places across the globe, like, of all places to have potentially a wormhole or something like why they're like why not you know in the middle of the pacific ocean but there's no one around and no one's gonna bother you <laughs> it's 
they they were probably maybe they were here before we actually had really developed as a, as a planet within the area and like temperatures permitting because like east coast especially that area of the east coast like atlantic o- or yeah atlantic ocean is different than the west coast i don't know yeah i mean it could have something to do with that spot on the earth that being like a strong point and i think that's what some of these theories support is like there's there's something there in that particular area that's drawing that energy in I don't know. It could be on purpose. It could be by complete accident or just they weren't anticipating whoever put whatever there that it would be that high of traffic one day. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the planet's old. We're not, especially in North America. I'm sure whatever the aliens were doing at the time or whoever, whomstever, mm-hmm. just really didn't plan on them being a Wikipedia article. Yeah, there's like a couple other like explanations as well, which I can summarize, like one of them being weather patterns that what we were saying, like that maybe like a hot spot of some kind. But you have to think and I know nothing about sailing and I know nothing about was it the farmer's almanac? You know, it does not have like the winds and shit in it. I'm talking about Uh, the farmer's almanac. Oh, my God. I hold on. It was for farmers so they could like predict harvest. It, stuff like that. It's long range weather forecasts, guarding tips, and stargazing guides. Yeah. Yes. So so yes. But, but yeah, like in that in that area, like but you know, wind directions and all that, like that may be creating a funnel. Like we know that a lot of like is it called Hurricane Alley or something? No, I know it's Tornado Alley. What's what's the hurricane one? Fuck. I don't know. But it's like where all the hurricanes happen. Like in that yeah. in that spot. That's I would say hostile weather patterns, but like turbulent weather patterns definitely can account for things going wrong and people going missing. Yeah, uh, I think weather is definitely a huge factor to it. But with that being said, like weather, weather aside and weather, weather happens all over the world. It's not just this little triangle area, but like weather aside, like in this little triangle, people are either sending a warning, like a a distress signal disappearing Mm -hmm. without a trace they're not sending a distress signal, disappeared without a trace. Pilots are confused, disoriented. It just seems strange. Like, even if it's bad weather, like, there's normally some type of two-way communication, especially, like, the pilots being very confused with where they are, which we'll get into, but Flight 19. And it's a high-traffic area considering Americans love traveling. Mm-hmm. And that's between Bermuda, Puerto Rico, and, like, Miami, like, uh, no shit. Roads that are driven on more than not are going to have more car accidents. You know what I mean? So why yeah. wouldn't it be the same for boats and planes? Exactly. I don't know. It doesn't sit right with the reasons why said boats and planes are disappearing and the instances that, that happened in. So speaking of which, and I thought this was a bit interesting. So speaking of which modes of travel, uh, another factor into the equation that they think potentially is causing things happening is methane gas. And you have to think like, aside from this, but you have to think about that, that high traffic, like that amount of like carbon, carbon emissions and stuff. Right. You, you would think that that would kind of like change a little bit of the weather pattern as well. Just it's it's gas. It's gas going in the atmosphere. It's gonna fuck with the weather. Hell, like during COVID, you remember like they were doing the the overhead like of the before and after like during the lockdown, like the emissions from the cities. It's yeah. crazy. So 
I can see that, like, you know, the high traffic area and the emissions going up, like, fucking with the weather and then weather potentially, like, fucking with the, the ships and planes and whatever. So aside from that, there is uh, another thing, the methane gas. Uh, so the researchers at the Arctic University of Norway, that sounds like everyone there is tall and blonde. And speaks tall, blonde, and, and beautiful. Huge <laughs> like, biceps. They look a little hobgoblin. They're like, hey, how are you? <laughs> Just huge biceps, like, long, blonde, beautiful hair. Like, these women, just absolutely gorgeous, like, would put Gigi Hadid or Bella Hadid, whoever the, the fucking Hadid sisters are, like, put them to shame. And then there's me. I mean, like, I'll see myself out. Hey! <laughs> I'm Amanda. You guys hey. have new... <laughs> you have a bar nearby, I'll check it out. Have a, Take it easy. Okay, bye-bye! I don't know how to say goodbye in Norwegian, <laughs> even though apparently I'm Norwegian, uh, according to my ancestry. Do you believe that? Well, excuse me. It all came from my dad's side. He's the blonde hair, blue eyed, and then there's like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> look at look anyway, into that one. So moving on from wow, got derailed into like seven. Yeah, seven what the words, fuck? What'd you... Seven words into this. Okay, anyway, Norway caused a sensation when they announced the discovery of giant craters up to half a mile uh, wide in the Barents Sea off the coast of Norway, which they believed were caused by exploding natural gas that had migrated from deep oil deposits and accumulated in shallow rocks. Some newspapers seized upon the idea that such blowouts might explain the disappearance of ships in the Bermuda Triangle. But in a media release, one of the researchers, Professor Karen Andresis, wow, that is a very Norwegian name, Andreasen, I'm just going to move on, uh, made clear that the scientists were not making any links to the triangle. National Geographic News basically described the notion that methane explosions might be the cause for disappearances in the triangle as like a sort of fringe theory. And that's kind of supported a little bit. And this is just from my memory of weird shit that uh, Christopher Columbus saw in the sky as he thought he was going across the world and ended up. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the point. Point is, he saw some shit in the sky as he was like going over there and other like seafaring people have seen these weird either like balls of light in the sky or like something coming up from the ocean. And there's like record documentation of that, too. So I need to find the videos of what I've seen or not what I've seen from the Internet. What I've seen coming in now the ocean, which really had me like thinking about the ocean, the uh, ocean. and then ha the ocean and how I started like this whole thing, which ended up being like tales of the grid, tales from the grid squares page. Uh, and it all came back to like the, my Navy friend who I met in the police academy who told me about what he, what he saw mm -hmm. when he was an electrician on like a, a, a one of the boats. Cause like, I don't know. I just, why limit aliens, UFOs, the paranormal to just outer space? Or, or yeah, land. just like putting it in like a little category. Like a lot of this shit is like interconnected. Why not? Like why? Why not? Yeah, and it, like I think the deeper and, into it uh, you go, like you find those those like. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you just have to think outside of what fuck is this? Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. All right. I don't know. You have to just think outside the box. I don't know. I think for myself, I don't listen to the news or websites really. I uh, I just why not? Why can't a UFO or like. There's drones that go underwater now, right? They're not just in, in the sky. So think about an unmanned drone in the water. What? Well, first of all, <laughs> how you said water. What? Oh, um, hold on. I'll be up there. <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. You're, are your tots ready? No, I already eat the tots. You're good. Keep going. Okay. Hold on one second. My ear really is just... Okay. Oh, fuck. What was I talking about? 
water underwater oh, drones. Oh, yeah, underwater drones and stuff. So this this thought just came to me because of what people are doing, like in the air, in the sea. One of the things that people had proposed for like energy saving ideas was underwater turbines, which I think they have them or they tried them and they ended up just like fucking up the ocean wildlife. Fish were getting caught in these like underwater turbines. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a fly flying into my fan. Yeah, it's it's a funnel. Like, God, can you imagine, like, beca- you know, winter maze, but can you imagine, like, that butterfly effect from underwater turbines, like, causing massive waves? Can you imagine how big a tsunami would be? I feel like it would fuck with something eventually. Yeah. At least, like, the current, the tide in the area. I don't know how far out the uh, turbines would be. Yeah. How do you build that shit? Especially in the I- ocean. You know how they have those satellites that are in, I think it's Arizona. It's, it's supposed to be like the, the areas with like the least amount of light pollution to get clear pictures mm-hmm. of the, the universe or whatever. So they have like, when they put that shit up there, like people can't go to that elevation. They'll die. So they have machines like to, that they're operating to build this telescope in this area that they can't physically go to. And I'm like, Okay, so they're doing that, but do they have something of that equivalent at, like, the bottom of the ocean? Because we're talking about, like, pressurized shit, right? Or, like, atmosphere and, like, what's safe for somebody to go elevation-wise way up here versus, like, way underwater. It's so, yeah. <laughs> it's weird that, like, the ocean being as close as it is, everyone's like, yeah, okay, like, don't give a fuck. Space is cooler. Yeah, like explore at home first. Like we need to identify everything yeah. about ourselves. James Cameron, have you seen his documentaries? I feel like I probably he, have. He decorated like the Titanic and Avatar. Huge like ocean advocate. Like he's been exploring the ocean since he really, I guess, had money to fund it. That motherfucker's been himself and his crew have been probably as deep as anyone else in the world. And I think that if more people had like that motivation, let's square away the ocean first. Well, because again, like we've explored what less than twenty percent of it, or some shit. Something like we, that. we we know more about the universe than we do with the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cr- able that's to, like, crazy to me. I don't know. Out. And again, the ocean isn't that sexy. I get it, but I mean, well, you have to think about <sighs> it's it. In, so like... close. All right, we're back. We're back. Okay, thirty-six. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I blame you. It's not my it's, fault. It's the C- CIA. Listen to our podcast. I they probably are. They're probably like these bitches are on to us. No, the uh, they know that it's a triangle. Fuck. They know about the triangle. The darker one, she likes trigonometry. (laughs) But yeah, so just exploring the ocean and seeing more about Earth. You know what it kind of reminds me of is Hmm. the you know how we have psychology and stuff, and like we're learning about like other people's brains and like how they work while trying to understand our own, but. We still don't know everything about the human brain, but we're still trying to study other people's brains at the same time. Yeah. So it's, uh, oh, what is that? Okay. Okay. Sorry. My, my mouse froze. But yeah, it's, that's what I kind of equate it to is like exploring our own brain before we start exploring like outer space. But it's like kind of can't happen. You can't just focus on one. Like you kind of have to do both. One's yeah. harder to study than the other. I guess space is easier than the ocean. Yep, it's like it's like easier to study other people than it is. To, how are you going to study your own brain? You know. Beautifully said. Beautiful point. Thank you. I love they it. Just, they Very just deep. Thank you. Uh, Manus musings. <laughs> Manus musings. 
But the last point that I had for reasons for disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle are attributed to human error. That's kind of like the killjoy reason, in my opinion. <laughs> like, oh, well, they fucked up. That's why they're lost at sea. It's like, um, gonna welcome any other explanations as to their disappearance and their distress calls and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a bigger cause for concern for the Bermuda Triangle or whatever happens within that area. People's compasses going out. They can't find West. They can't find mainland. Like Miami, Puerto Rico, all the islands that are... What's happening right now? What is that? I was giving you the signal. I'm sorry. For our listeners, for our listeners who don't know what's going on, we we had a call sign. We had a signal, but we were gonna have to read that. Sorry. I'm sorry. I. <laughs> Oh, like I'm ugly laughing. <laughs> the signal was to flap my arms like a bird and <laughs> to talk about flight. <laughs> and you fucked it up. Uh, I was looking. Uh, <laughs> All I could see was just one arm, just like flapping. Like I can't see half your body. What are you doing right now? What is this? Oh, I suck. That was really funny. My scalp hurts. <laughs> oh my okay. Get it together. Everybody get it together. Blunt coverage on my part. Your job is not in your Out- <laughs> of context, like if you didn't remember, you saw someone doing this. <laughs> Alright. So Flight nineteen. <laughs> Flight 19. And my composure is reset. Flight 19. The Bermuda Triangle, or what's also known as the Devil's Triangle, as it is also called, is a vast three-sided area of the Atlantic Ocean bordered by Bermuda, Puerto Rico, and Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Or Miami. Although this and or slash Miami. Although this area can be very beautiful, it can also be treacherous for travelers. Over the years, it has been responsible for the loss of many people, boats, and aircraft in mysterious circumstances. There have been past instances. <laughs> do you wanna? Do you wanna like popcorn read? I've been like sick for two weeks. The fucking cough. Hold on. We can popcorn read if you want. Let me retry. And, uh, when I feel it coming, I'll point to you. All right. Just say, just say popcorn, Amanda. <coughs> okay. Like fourth grade all over again. My reading level's the same too. So. <laughs> when I was in fourth grade, I had this like really, really old teacher, and I'm left-handed, so I was like doing my schoolwork, and she walks by me, and she sees my hand, and she's like, "You should sit on that hand. You need to use your right hand. Don't use the devil's hand." And like kept walking. <laughs> Left hand. <laughs> that's a, that's a... I'm like, I go to a public school. <laughs> That's the thing, though. You have you heard that before? Like the left hands yeah. for the devil. Yeah. Give me thirty seconds. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Him. Him. What's up? Hey, I feel better. I took my cough medicine. Good. Very good. 
One interjection. Oh, no. Was it last episode we talked a little bit about Jeff Ruff? Jeffrey? Yeah. I think so. Oh, oh, Jeffrey boy. All right. So apparently, um, I, I follow Infidel Nora. I think she's hilarious. Yeah, but she's I funny. Just, I, I was checking my story as you were hacking your lungs out. And so she, <laughs> she posted this uh, on her story. It was... <laughs> So apparently Jeff Ruffer is giving out his autograph to people. So it's a screenshot of like some brigade chaplain. Got a couple of items in the mail from Ruffer, uh, West Point grad and rodeo rough rider extraordinaire. <laughs> the side picture might not even be better than the buckle, but be prepared and loyal. I will always be the quarterhouse chaplain. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, in the care package, it's a belt buckle and a signed autograph photo of him riding a bull. I can't even like. If he were your PL, what would you do? Uh, <laughs> thoughts take. I want thoughts take on this. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like taking it serious, and it is serious in my opinion. Like if this if this person were to be my PL, like I think it's very serious that this guy has this presence and this thought process. I would try my best to like teach him because that's the end of his job, really, as a new PL. Teach and train them to be a better officer when they grow up. I don't know how to mentor someone from, like, this level of, like, narcissism. You're a cavalry lieutenant autographing bull riders. You're not a professional bull rider. You're not in fucking anything. You're a fucking nobody who went to Poland this year. It's honestly, it's disgusting. I, and <laughs> I don't know if I've told Nora about this. I've talked to her a few times. Yeah. But talking to, never mind it's not, I'm not going to say, but. Okay. Well, point taken. Off, off script, I'll talk. I'll t- off, I got you. I don't know. I, I hope somebody with a qualification talks to them. But they haven't, clearly. It's been, it's been over a year of this. And everyone at the general funk is like sharing it, saying how amazing this young man is. No, the guy's a fucking lunatic. He's crazy. He's a fucking narcissist. This man's an officer in the United States Army. How his privates and his NCOs haven't tied him to a triple seven barrel. Or a fucking Abrams like tank is beyond me. Cause that's what he needs. Or a fucking wedgie. This man needs a fucking wedgie to change his ways. There's goddamn pre-workout named after him. Like everyone knows this guy's fucking sucks, but nobody's doing anything about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Popcorn thought. Pop. <laughs> If there's more wedgies or swirlies in the world for Jeffrey, we'll call him Jeffrey because that's more fitting for this this dude. Jeffrey, recording him in the bathroom, I'm giving him a fucking wedgie to his goddamn ears, and then he's getting a swirly. Ooh. Anyway, yeah. scouts out. I literally look like Kermit. I'm sipping my tea right now. Quite <laughs> This is some damn good tea. It's it's called a uh, champagne. I think champagne means strawberries. But anyway, we completely sidetracked. Okay. <clears throat> On the 5th How of did December, this happen? I don't know. I'm so sorry. My fault. On the 5th of December, 1945. Uh, it's happening again. You all good? Yeah, just you randomly just keep coming in and out. It's my problem, though. It's not yours. Okay. On the 5th of December in 1945, at 14, 10, 100 hours, or 2:10 p.m., Flight 19 took off from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, on a training mission. The leader, Lieutenant Charles Taylor, was a qualified flight instructor and the flight consisted of five TBM Avenger aircraft with a total of 14 crew. 
The training mission consisted of flying east for 56 miles to hens and chickens shoals south of Grand Bahamas to conduct practicing low-level bombing before heading 67 miles further east, 73 miles north, and 120 miles back to base. Popcorn thought. The first part of the mission went without incident, and they conducted their bombing mission at Hens and Chickens Shoals at 14.30 hours. At 14.40, they reformed and headed east towards Great Stirrup K, 67 miles further east, 113 miles east of Florida. At 15.10, they headed in northwest direction. At 15.45, Lieutenant Robert Cox, a senior flight instructor who was flying in the vicinity of Fort Lauderdale and was joining up with a squadron of students, heard Flight 19 over the radio, and it sounded like they were having difficulties. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Lieutenant Taylor informed Lieutenant Cox that both his compasses were out and that he was lost. He said that he was trying to get back to Fort Lauderdale and that he... <laughs> And that he believed he was now over Florida Keys, but he didn't know how to get back to base. Lieutenant Cox asked what their present altitude was so he could come south to meet them. But Lieutenant Taylor said, I know where I am at now. I'm at 2,300 feet. Don't come after me. Lieutenant Taylor was convinced that he was over the Florida Keys heading north into the Gulf of Mexico. After flying north for about an hour, he turned east, which he believed would take him to Florida and get back to, ba <coughs> back to base. It was now getting low, and he decided to continue east until they sighted land or had to ditch in the sea. Radio communication with Flight 19 became fainter until nothing was heard from them. Popcorn Amanda. Just, like, getting fainter and fainter. Like, he's thinking that he's going east, but he's... Oh, so he kept going east and kept going east, like, further out into the ocean. So compasses were out, right? He doesn't know where mm -hmm. north is. If you know where north is, you know where the other directions are. Yeah. He didn't know where east was. And if you're down south of Florida, there's many islands. And he couldn't figure out where the Florida Keys were. And furthermore, like what islands were scattered about. He thought he was near Mexico, Gulf of Mexico, which is west, southwest of Florida. He kept thinking, if I push east, I'll find Florida. Mm -hmm. He kept saying that, and his uh, pilots and co-pilots and the other people in his flight in this formation were like, they didn't keep saying he was wrong, which I think they probably should have spoke up more. Yeah. But he kept saying, like, no, no, let's go east, push east, pushing him further out in the ocean. And then he would correct himself and go the correct way for mm -hmm. a little bit and then see more islands, get more confused, and then push further. And he said, never mind, we're going east again. So he was probably, if anything, I think he probably flew maybe too far south. And then he was thinking that the Bahamas were maybe the keys. I'm looking yeah, at the there, map. There's a lot there's a lot of speculation. Like what did he yeah. actually see? Um is either Bahamas yeah. or the Keys. With that aside, uh his compasses were out. He didn't know where he was based off like terrain, like the islands, and then strange transmissions like that we'll talk about shortly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at the map, like trying to figure out like maybe where he was and the thing that i could think is either he was way south of cuba and trying to like cut over back home or maybe it was just like south of the keys but then he peeled out like he's near the bahamas and just kept flying this is weird it's hard for me to uh compare because i don't i don't know how to navigate by air you put me oh, on the ground I'll, I'll find out where i am pretty quickly depending on where you are but like for the most part it's pretty easy on land because you have like natural landmarks that you can kind of use to figure out where you are like on a map right. but when you're in the yeah. air 
there's only so much that you could reference when a compass isn't working. Especially like in the 50s or 60s when this happened. Actually, tomorrow is the anniversary. December 5th, 1945 is when oh, December... Oh, no uh, Yep, Flight 19 with them. Man, we timed this uh, perfectly. This is kind of creepy. On purpose. We did on purpose. Uh, did we do it on purpose? Yes. Or did Amanda just try to find something and found it and it happened to be a hand... <laughs> Handy little coinkydink. Oh, you seem surprised when I told you it was the anniversary. I am surprised. It was the <laughs> anniversary. I had no idea. Do you have like the weird distress signals, like what they were talking about, what they saw? I don't. So if you can find that, I have it up. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. So I'll get through these these four little explanations that they have for what happened. So anyway, uh, a full scale lo- uh, search was launched, which lasted until December tenth, nineteen forty five which covered all possible areas for Flight 19, could have ditched, but nothing was ever found. They seemed to have vanished off the face of the Earth. Uh, a Martin Mariner uh, search plane with a crew of 13, which took off to take part in the search, also went missing. No trace of the plane or its crew was ever found. So one of like the rescue planes ended up disappearing as well. Fuck, that's creepy. I don't like that. I, I hate it. Nope. Uh, that's just going to scare me for any for future plans I have to travel down in the... Uh, caribbean area (laughs) anyway there is a possible explanation for the disappearance of flight 19 and that is as follows the first one lieutenant taylor thought he was over the florida keys when in fact he was over the bahamas i think i just yeah i said that earlier uh he flew north to what he thought was the gulf of mexico when he was really flying out into the atlantic ocean uh east of florida when he turned east towards what he thought was florida mainland he was actually heading further out into the Atlantic where they ran out of fuel and ditched in the rough seas beyond the continental shelf where they were never found. Oh, God. Oh, that's a horrible way to go. They planned when uh, the last guy or the, the first plane that was like X amount of gallons to empty mm-hmm. that they'll push to ditch together. When the one plane was at this amount of fuel, they were all going to. They were all going to ditch together. See, the fuel still, they were all going to crash, essentially, together as a wing. Damn. Damn indeed, girl. Damn oh, indeed. I've never been on a cruise, and I just try not to think about flying over any ocean that I'm flying over. But, like, being stranded in the middle of the ocean is one of my deepest fears. Probably why, you know, the space has been explored more than the depths of the <clears> ocean. <throat> I don't know, fucking know. Anyway, moving on. Next speculation is, uh, the second one is... Lieutenant Taylor had been asked to switch to an emergency radio channel, but he refused because one of the aircraft's radio had a faulty receiver, and he was afraid that if he changed frequencies, he would lose contact with the other aircraft on his flight. So, makes sense. He's afraid he's going to lose his fill. I get it. If he had selected the emergency channel, the radio stations along the coast could have made a fix on his position. So, it was either he flipped on that switch and... They were able to help come find him or he was scared. He was like, I know where I'm at and I'm confident I know where I'm at. Oh, God, this is like the typical like lost lieutenant situation. But this is way worse. Yes, he was a lieutenant, but he had a lot of experience. Oh, that's the captain. That's right. That's the Navy. Never mind. But still. It was like a bombing training run. He had like years of experience before this. God fucking damn this fucking cough. Are you punching the air? You are punching the air right now. He was an experienced pilot who was very confused. Okay. I have my have my naval and army and air force ranks mixed up for just a split second. So apologize to our Navy listeners. That was on me. He thought that he knew where he was going. So it's like, I know where I'm going. So why would I change over to the emergency signal and lose my guys? I understand like that thought process and that decision making process. 
Third speculation is several of the crew members of Flight 19 informed Lieutenant Taylor they were flying north. They should have had westerly direction and not east is where uh, Lieutenant Taylor had led them. Had they turned west, they would have headed back to Florida. But due to the crew's military discipline, they followed their leader. So it is the lost lieutenant. It's like, hey, sir, like, okay, maybe you won't speak up because he outranks us by this much. This is a fucking nightmare situation. There's like 15 of us working compasses who are, you're, you're wrong, bud. Yeah. But sure, let's fucking. Okay, so fourth speculation. The Martin Mariner search aircraft exploded 23 minutes after takeoff. It was witnessed by several people. So the search plane that went out to get him. The Martin Mariner was notorious for having fuel leaks. It was nicknamed the flying <laughs> gas tank. Why would you fly? on that oh my god what could go wrong oh my god so actually in defense of the flying gas tank have you ever seen love death and robots no oh my god okay so that's your assignment after this is to watch write this down love death and robots it's the episode i think it's in the first or second season but it's it's called lucky 13 and it's this aircraft it's like in the future in this in space got this notorious like this bad juju backstory to it it's unlucky 13 Mm -hmm. and then the lieutenant that gets the aircraft like the end of flying like all these missions like it's a really fucking sad episode i read it but it's like ends up like surviving all these crashes and so people like the crew nicknamed it lucky 13 and brings him home every time like it is it's such a good fucking episode and this is what it reminded me of Sorry to bore you with that. Watch it. No, no, no. It's so good. I'm on it. That's the four speculations that they had for the disappearance. So do you have the, the distress signals? Yeah, so obviously it's possible to get lost and confused in the air or the sea. Some of the distress, like what the transmissions that Lieutenant Cox and some of the pilots were saying, were just like different than usual. Mm-hmm. He said everything is wrong. We can't be sure of any direction. Everything looks strange, even the ocean. And then another transmission that he sent, we can't make out anything. We think we're 225 north. 225 miles west of base. It looked like we were entering what water. We are completely lost. Just like the fact that he said, like, the ocean looks different. That would send me into a panic. Okay. Just real quick. I'll have to wrap this up here in a little bit after this because I got to help with dinner. You're good. But yeah, they couldn't figure out a uh, different. They said they pretty much flew off to Mars and the sky was different. The airplane, the PDM, took off and it exploded, which probably could be. He flew in World War II. He bombed in World War II. He came back to help train like more people in 1945. He was so confused. Hey, uh, real, real quick, I think the government's listening because like you're you're now sounding like a robot. At least on my end, it shouldn't pick it up on the recording because it's recording like what you're putting in. But you sounded like a robot. Talk again. Hello. Okay, now it's back to normal. It's the oh, keywords. That was weird. That we... Oh my god. Oh, that was weird. That was what was happening to you earlier. Oh my god, they know we're talking about them. You. Sneaky bastards. By the way, love what you're putting in my Christmas advertisements on Amazon. Thank you. FBI, keep up with my algorithm. Frogs and butts. That's pretty much it. Frogs and butts. <laughs> Mine's That's like weird to the yeah. You guys know me. You're back to sounding like, you're back to sounding like a robot again. Man, my agent Kevin does not like me talking about him. These motherfuckers. I know. I know. What if my boss first could you try like signing off and, or signing out and signing back in maybe it'll fix the the issue do you hear me yeah do you hear me yeah i hear you yeah our fbi agents do not like us talking about them <sighs> sorry guys sorry kevin what's yours his name frank 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 and kevin yeah do you think they're co-workers frank? yeah there's two white uh northeast co-workers so- 
basically you're describing Mark Wahlberg and Seth Rogen. So you likely have Mark Wahlberg and I have Seth Rogen as like my Kevin. He's Canadian. But I, I mean, he would like to be where Marky Mark was. That's true. Well, Mark I, Wahlberg that's, and... That's a movie I would pay to see. Our FBI agents just monitoring us. Played by Marky movie. Mark and Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh no Just, no never mind never mind not seth rogan i would have jonah hill that would be mine that's perfect that works, <laughs> that works. jonah hill's monitoring your whole life and jonah <laughs> hill as kevin the fbi <laughs> and he ends up falling mark in love with Wahlberg you as Ray. and mark Wahlberg and i just become boys yeah jonah hill would fall in love with me but i would have like kind of like a <laughs> i would have like a fin dom kind of situation with them you know like have you heard of fin dom yeah. Yeah, I would just put shit in my Amazon wish list and he would just buy it for me. <laughs> and just verbally assault him. And he would pay me to do this. That is my ideal situation. You treat someone like shit and they buy you stuff? Like that'd be fucking sick. Plot twist, Kevin's an alien. Now we're getting somewhere. Whoa. Why is my package taking so long? It was stuck over the Bermuda Triangle and Jonah Hill has to go to the Bermuda Triangle to get my Amazon package back because I just been talking. With Mark Wahlberg. With Mark Wahlberg, who's reluctantly going. Mark Wahlberg was the captain, just like in that fucking boat movie, Goddamn The Perfect Storm. Mark Wahlberg's in that. In Massachusetts. Dude, we could really make a, a movie, I'm telling you. If if I, Jonah Hill and Mark Wahlberg can sign on yeah, and pay for on. it, we'll write it. I met Mark's brother uh, when they were standing up their burger joint. They had a food truck where I lived oh, in Philly. What's the cooking brother's name? Oh, God. It's, I, there's I three. Know, can... Two two are actors. One's the cook. God. But, oh, God. This is like an Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson situation. I don't know which one. <laughs> you see my TV right now? I do. Oh, kind never of. mind. It was uh, – <laughs> forget it. The cooking Mark Wahlberg, the, the cooking Mark Wahlberg, he gave me a burger. It was so good, incredible. I will now have to come visit, and you know, me, me and Tree will come out and visit. We'll go to burgers. Told you. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta see uh, Philly. I never been. Gotta go. Dude, come during holiday block leave if I'm there. Mm, we'll be in Hawaii. Hmm. What? Yeah, we're going to Hawaii. Since when? Yeah. Oh fuck! I thought I told you this. Yeah, we're going to Hawaii like before Christmas. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited. I've never been. So, Wahlburgers and our FBI agents and fucking up our internet. <laughs> this is great. A podcasting. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if anybody listens. We at least have two people, and that's our FBI agents. That's our FBI agents. We'll call it four live listeners. Which we named this movie Frank and Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Just Frank and Kevin. Frank and Kevin. Like, the font is in a triangle. Ooh. Yeah. Can we get Mark Wahlberg and Jonah Hill over the Bermuda Triangle? The movie would be called Squadcast. 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 We'll discuss the details. <laughs> we'll figure out a contract. Write that down. I want that on a t-shirt. I will be the only one to buy it, but I want it. The Jonah Hill Mark Wahlberg one? Yes. I want that on a fucking t-shirt. I mean, how to. By the way, okay. uh, quick plug. Thought you got your store. Yeah. So on Friday, it should be good. I got my last design in today, and then Friday, it'll be good. And the DoD merch will have like a separate tab on it. If you guys you want to get a, a Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> that's not on there yet. Like future merch drop. <laughs> Probably. But we get sued. I would love to be contacted about this. I think we could make this happen. I'm so sorry about David. <laughs> That's like all You're cutting out again. Fuck me. Sorry. 
Marky Mark, why? No, I can't hear you. Okay, uh, real quick, we're having some technical difficulties. Thought can't log on. Oh my god. Hold on. Just gonna record this part. Hey, so I have you on speaker up against my mic, and I'm just gonna read this for the listeners. What you said to me, they're really trying to suppress this episode. I can't log on. Okay. That is crazy. Yeah, like I have internet every way. I'm watching TV on the same Wi-Fi. That's live. I have like full bars. And and every site besides like able to go on our podcast. That is insane. This is waking up dead and I hope it's me. (laughs) Oh my God. Are you trying right now? Let's see here. Oh, there you are. Oh my God. See, they let us on because we started talking shit. They knew. Fuck. That is creepy. Okay. Sorry. If you heard my dog barking, uh, we have the guy's team is staying with us till he goes on leave because they had to move out. Anyway, so we had a guest and I'm making dinner, so we'll have to wrap up here. Yes, ma'am. I loved this episode personally, and I kind of want to continue talking about the Bermuda Triangle. If I could find anything else, like if we could probably do a part two later. If anyone's got any creepy Bermuda Triangle stories, you can send them our way. Yeah, we can probably dive into more like the uh, like when it started, yeah, and how it's going now for sure. I'll, we'll sign off because yeah. we're getting really bad connection right now. I'm just gonna try to get this while we can. Thought, where can they find you? Hell, hell, <laughs> not period a period period. J-T-A-C on Instagram. And you can find me, Salty Kilo. Uh, a lot of it's going to be pictures of my new cat cafe <laughs> and various other projects that I'm doing around the house. I haven't really been active on Instagram lately. Apologize. But yeah, and then uh, our Instagram page is Department of the Dead, Department underscore of underscore the underscore dead. Or you can email us your scary stories, spooky stories, paranormal stories at departmentofthedead2022 at gmail.com. And then, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, and give us, like, five stars because we're awesome. Please. (laughs) We are so cool. And, yeah, if you want to leave a review, you can leave a review. Uh, If it's a bad review, I'll probably read it and laugh because I'm at a point in my life where things just don't bother me anymore. (laughs) And I'll read it and fucking cry. Because right. our FBI agents, uh, Kevin and Frank, are telling us that we need to go. Thought, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much. This is so right. fucking fun. <laughs> All right. right. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.